Good afternoon and welcome to Money Tips, the property edition. Uh, this is Charles Kelly. And over the last few weeks, I have been talking about something called equity release. This is where people are releasing equity from their properties to do all sorts of things. You can't miss it. There's always adverts on telly uh, pushing this product. And I thought I wanted to bring in an expert. So today I've got special guest with me, James Blair, good, good buddy of mine. And he is an equity release advisor. So he's registered and regulated to advise on equity release. So welcome to, to you, James. How are you doing today? Um, thanks very much, Charles. Yeah, I'm, I'm very good. It's, just an, it's an enjoyable Friday afternoon here. For you. Great, great. Yeah, now, we should we should say from the start, I'm sure James might say this, but this is an educational video. James is not going to give you specific advice today, right, James? Is that, is that right? That's correct. What I'm going to do is basically is just cover the basics of equity release. Uh, I've got a little agenda here. And what we'll okay. do is just go through the uh, the current state of the market and some of the protections of equity release and the yep. uses. And then we'll basically look at a case study, an average size case study, and the costs that are associated with equity release. And then we'll just have a conclusion and then you can finish off with the legal bits, I suppose. Okay, great. Um, I mean, just, just to, you've got to think, a lot of people may never have heard this. What exactly is equity release? Okay, well, Equity release is really where you release funds from your house. That's right. as simple as it is. It's it's basically, there's two sides to equity release. There's the lifetime mortgage side, side which makes up 99% of the market, which really is a mortgage against your house, where you have the option to make payments or no payments against right. the house. Whenever you die, that loan will need to be repaid either when you pass away or move into long-term care, okay. usually from the sale of the house. The, sale, the house gets sold, the equity release then gets repaid or the lifetime mortgage gets repaid. Once it's repaid, then whatever money is left in the estate is divided up as per the will. And the okay. other side of equity release is a thing called a home reversion plan. A home reversion plan has been probably as the oldest form of equity release. And that is basically where you sell some or all of your house to a, a home reversion company. There's very, very few in the market at the present time. And to, uh, in, in all my experience of 30 years in equity release, I've actually only ever done one home reversion plan. And it's not really, it's not mainstream anymore at all. What okay. we see now with equity release is that it's becoming more and more mainstream all the time. People are looking at it really as, a, as, as part of their financial planning. And as part of their of their retirement options, that's basically what a lot of people are doing are, are using it for now. That's it. Okay, I think that's a great explanation. So uh, I'll, I'll let you carry on to the next stage of your agenda. Then, yeah, the the basic the current state of the market is the market as you probably as you probably think uh, as you probably know. The yeah. whole world has basically been turned upside down, and the cost of living crisis is basically upon us, and we're going to have we're going to have paying a lot more for our fuel and energy. And it's probably in times like this that equity release really comes into its own because people in the past have used equity release really to supplement their income. You know, you see the advertisements on the yeah. television and it's people going on their holidays and elderly gray haired people like myself having a little dance and all that sort of stuff. Yes. Equity yeah. release is used for that. Right. But, but, in all the times that I have done equity release, the majority of times, the majority, the, the biggest reason for doing equity release is really 
is 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 really home improvements. That's one. Okay. And number two is to help is to help the children, because right. a lot of people say, well, look, James, there's no point in me dropping down dead having this big house, and then my kids getting the benefit of it. A lot of them will will say, well, okay, I would like to give them something now because they need the money now. Like if we're we're based in the southeast of England, and. Uh, yeah. You know, my daughter is renting a house, or not even a house, she's renting a room, and I think she's paying something like £1,200 a month to wow. rent a room. You know what I mean? So uh, the people say, well, okay, well, why don't you do some equity release and then release some funds and, uh, you know, give them something, a, a head start. And that's, that, that's really where the market is now. The mar- And yeah. the average, there's actually, I was just checking through the equity release uh, council, which I am a member of, and they produce bulletins and, and different pieces of information all the time. And currently now there's about, there's 200 equity release cases completing every day throughout the United Kingdom. Sorry, 200 200 cases every day? Correct. Now 200 cases doesn't sound like a lot, but when you multiply it by the average size of a release, which is 135,000 pounds, you know, that's a lot of money that's basically being put back into the system again. And, you know, I, I don't know if you're, if, if, if some of your people are 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 taking pensions, so a lot of people have now they've moved away from annuities because of the low rates and all that sort of stuff, and they're using their pensions as to fund their lifestyle, and they're using the drawdown situation where they're drawing funds out of their pension every month, every month, every month. And what's happening now with the stock market basically on the slide, and people drawing money out of their pension, what they're finding is that they're thinking, well, is my is my pension fund going to run out? You know, yeah, am I going to am I going to have sufficient funds when I'm 80 years of age, or whatever the case may be, to sort of have a life? Because yeah. it's all right drawing the money out of the pension, but if you're like 60, 65, 70, that age, the chances of you ever basically being able to put any money back into it again is very remote. So it's it's Correct, a thing. Yeah. There's a thing I refer to it, and you'll see it sometimes in the press as pounds cost ravaging, and what that does is that basically creates a lot of uncertainty in the market. And then people think, well, okay, then what am I going to do? I've got this house. I probably maybe don't have a mortgage on it. Or if I do, if you've probably got a little mortgage on it, can I use it? And it's just really another financial planning tool. That's really what equity release is. But as I was yeah. saying... Sorry, John, 100... I was going to say something. I, I, a lot of agents are telling me that they're, they're getting first-time buyers now who've got substantial deposits. And I'm assuming a lot of that is coming from these 200 cases a day because normally a first-time buyer might save 30 40,000 but when they're coming in with like a 200,000 pound deposit to buy a half a million pound home that's probably coming from an equity release it is yeah or, or even grandparent and, and yeah. why not give it to them now rather than wait another they might live another 20 years by which time their child or grandchild has probably done their own thing anyway so yeah. it's a great i think it's a great scheme yeah. in the southeast of england it's it's the house prices, as you know, probably have gone through the roof here. The average house price where we are around sort of North London, this part of the world, is around about £800,000. You know, that's yeah. £700,000, £800,000. That's what they pay. Now, you can imagine somebody's probably paid off the mortgage. They're in their, they're in their maybe early 70s. And, yeah. you know, that's basically where the money's coming from. And what we've seen in the past, it used to be that that a lot of the cases were were drawdown, where they where they took out, let's say, the world were supplementing the pension, they take out maybe 20 grand. Okay, I would do like a budget plan for them. I would say, well, how much money are you likely to need over the next three or four years? And they say, well, okay, well, uh, my pension is this and that. But what would like to have is maybe an extra, you know, 15, 20,000 pound a year so as I can yeah. use it on myself. What we're seeing now is that it's basically been flipped on its head. 
is that they're is that the drawdown is sort of taken secondary, and they are taking the lump sums out, and they generally are for for their kids, you know, to basically have that large have that deposit to put down on a house. That's really where that's where the yeah. money's coming from. For my days in financial advice, I, I never did any of these plans because they were specialist home revisionary, but they were kind of aimed at people that had a big house but didn't have the income and money to sort of heat it. So they were taking out small loans just to supplement their living style. But now it's very different. People are taking out, I mean, the sums taken out have changed now. They're, they're quite large sums in some cases, aren't they? I mean, yeah, well, the it, really, they're taken it really out. depends, right? It, it, it's like everything. When I, Whenever I sit down with, um, with a with a prospective client to talk about equity release, what we do first of all is we look at their budget. You know how much are they spending every month, and right. then we and then we look at their income. And because what you don't want to do with equity release, and I refer to people, I say, look, you only really and ninety percent of the time you only really get one chance to do equity release. So you don't really want to mess up. Nor do you want right. to spend all the money on day one because you ain't going to get any more money on day two. Right, so right. it has to be planned. The, the whole, the, the execution of the equity release has to be planned. And that's why whenever you're actually speaking to an equity release advisor, and we're, we're all, any equity release advisor is basically regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority, and we have to follow a process. We can't just sort of rock up and say, okay, yeah, I think it's a good idea. Take out 300 grand out of the house, blah, blah, blah. Every penny of that equity release has to be justified. And it has to be justified by the compliance because all of these cases I, are, are going through compliance people because you're deemed to be a vulnerable individual if you're using equity release anyway. That's you know part of right, the, that's right. part of the that's part of the equity release council part of the um, part of the FCA requirements as well. You're deemed to be vulnerable, so everything has to be checked and double checked. You know, and if if you don't get it right, well, the, the compliance guys won't let it through. You know, anyhow. You know, so right. it, it all has to work. And it, what we don't recommend people do is take money out and stick it in a bank account because you're paying four, five, six percent interest on funds that you're not going to use. That's why the drawdown really comes into its own because the way the drawdown works is that people say, well, okay, then I need twenty thousand pounds now. I might not need any more money for another three or four years. And they say, well, okay, once you have the drawdown there in place, what you can do is you can take out your initial amount and you'll be charged interest on that initial amount, whatever it is, 4.5%, 5%, whatever the case might be. And whatever is left in reserve, there is no, um, there's no interest charged on what's in, what's in the reserve. The reserve is actually, you only pay interest or interest is only charged on the money when you physically take the money out of the reserve and it's in your bank account. But it's so agreed by the, the by the provider that you can come back for this money later on. Absolutely, you don't have to go back and reapply. No, that sort of thing. it's, no. it's, it's one cost. Start. One cost. One cost does it all. So you, you get your solicitor's fees, your survey survey and fees, and our fees, and you know all the fees that go associated with. You only have to pay them once. Once okay. you go into the drawdown. Once you get to the drawdown. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. To do that. yeah. Yeah. But what I say to people, I say, just be very careful, you know, even with the drawdown, because you know what it's like when, when people get access to money? It's a bit like crack cocaine. You know, they just basically think, you know, and it, it can go very quickly. So, you know, you have to be able to budget. And it's it's always important for, when you're when you're thinking about equity release yeah. is, is to discuss it with your family. Because they are the people that are really going to, they're going to be the ones that say that, that their inheritance may be spent or some of it may be spent by their parents, you know, and they may not be aware of it. So it's important that 
that family members are basically involved in the decision making. You know, that's if they want to be there, you know, because sometimes people say, well, I'm not making my own decision. But we sort of insist that, you know, you should discuss it with somebody, you know, at least who, you know, if the kids are going to benefit. Because the last thing we want as well as advisors, and, you know, it's the litigious environment that we're living in now. Yeah. To get a letter, you know, after the parents' day, and it's a complaint to say that hold on a second, you you basically uh, stitched my mother up or father up, and and you and you told them to take out equity release, you know. So we we want to be everything has to be very everything's very very transparent. Okay, on the drawdown, I, I think they were wrong. The interest rate you would take on the money you you initially take would be at one rate, but. It could change by the time you draw down the next bit, or is it the same? Right. No, it can change. It'll basically the the money that you take out today will will be generally fixed, and that will be fixed for the for whatever length of term the loan is. Okay. Okay. If you go back next year, and let's say for example you want to draw down another twenty thousand pounds, then it'll be at whatever the interest rate happens to be then. Which is likely to be higher according to forecasts and inflation. Yeah, but it's likely to be higher. But what we, it's like, but again, there, you know, there's no crystal balls here, right? It is likely to be higher. And, and sometimes people think like that, they think to themselves, well, you know, maybe I should take it all out now because if interest rates go up next year, we don't encourage that at all. Right. Okay. Because they're immediately paying interest day one then, or it's rolling Absolutely. up. And it's they don't in the pay bank. the interest in general, do they? It's rolling no. up. Now the interest, the, the there's been changes actually by the, in the the way, that, the way that it's governed now, and it used to be the case that it was that there were that the equity release companies were very restrictive, and they wouldn't allow you to let's say make repayments against the loan and things like that. Okay. They, they all have to now make if they're part of the equity release council, and that's the only people that we generally deal with. They all have to allow uh, repayment of the mortgage. Okay. And they can pay, a lot of them allow up to 10% repayment of the capital every year. So they can basically, if they, if they think themselves, well, what I really want to do is I just want to take this money out. I've got some money here. And what I do is I want to cover the interest on the loan. A lot of them allow you to do that. So okay. there, there is no debt build up on the estate. But again, you know, very few of them do it. You know, I mean, realistically, it's gone, it's gone. You know, they take it out and spend it. And they don't make any repayments on it or anything because that's just the way they want to do it, you know. And there, sorry, there is something called Rule of Seventy Two, isn't there? Tell tell me how fast. Yeah, loan it, it really depends. I that's probably the the um, one of the main things I learned when I was at school. Probably one of the only the main one I learned was school was the Rule of Seventy Two. So so for example, if you have a if your if your interest rate is four and a half percent on your mortgage, well, if you divide that into seventy two, you will know that in. I'm trying to work this out myself. So it's 72 divided by 4.5 equals 16 years. So if you drew out 135,000, which is basically the average amount of money that people are drawing out now, if you drew that out today in uh, 16 years' time, that debt would double. Okay, so go from 135 to 270,000 in 16 years at 4.5%. Correct. and, And what happens is whenever you get a, whenever we come round or whenever any financial advisors speak about it, they always have to have an illustration. That's why the, the process works is that it's a one, it's a meeting at the start. You get your research, you, you get your discovery, you find out what the people want, what their, uh, what their uh, goals and, uh, and, uh, and uh, basically what their goals are. Yeah. And 
and what they want to do with the money. Then we, we take it away, we do the research, and then we come up with a product. And before we basically recommend the product, we take you have to take you through the whole the whole illustration. And and it's basically it's very transparent. So on the on the illustrations, it shows exactly how much will be owing at any specific time based on right. the amount of money that you're going to take out. But again, this is this is where this is the disadvantages of equity release as well. So it has its great advantages because you can do whatever you like with it. The disadvantages of it are is that it's compounding. And again, that compounding effect works to the rule of 72. So you know that whatever you're basically going to draw out and whatever number, whatever the interest rate is, divide the end of 72, that's the amount, that's when it's going to double. And, you know, that's probably where people get, you know, they get that little intake of breath. You know, I can remember when we, I was doing equity release probably in the mid 2000s and the equity release companies were probably charging eight or 9%. Yeah, rates were high. Uh, at, at that particular time, equity release was the area of last resort. Right. Because what you would do, first of all, say, well, look, have you checked it with your family and friends? Can they not lend you some money? Have you uh, have you been to the bank? Would they lend you some money? Have you looked at maybe remortgaging your house on a normal remortgage? You know, just where you pay the interest, right? Have you looked at a second charge? Have you looked at this? Have you looked at... at, at um, at state assistance and going back and asking, asking the welfare state if, they, if they can help you. You know, it was an area of last resort, or as I used to refer to it as a product for single men that never, or bachelors basically, who never, who never got married, they owned a house, they, could, they got to a certain age, could do what they like with the money, you know? Really? So, wow. Yeah, it didn't really, I used to do a lot for those guys, you know, years ago, but not so much now. It's, it's basically family planning. It is all about help. It tends to be all about yeah. helping the family. What we're seeing also is that the areas that it's used for is um, interest-only mortgages. You know, a lot of small, small, uh, or not small, but any type of, a lot of business owners, what they were doing is that they would basically be remortgaging their house to maybe put money into the business, you know? Right. And what was happening was that the business may have been successful, may not have been successful, but the interest, but they were just, they, they always made enough to cover, to cover the mortgage, right? It was enough interest only every month cover the mortgage and then what happens is that it comes the day when the mortgage has to be repaid and there is no endowment in place there's no pension plan in place there's no nothing in place so the 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 lender comes not and they don't say excuse me uh, do you remember that uh, couple of hundred thousand pound you borrowed i don't know 20 years ago or 15 years ago uh, can we have a back now please you yeah. know yeah. and we i've done a few of those for people quite recently where they're you know where the, uh, the 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 building society is basically looking for the money, so and they won't was, extend these mortgages so easily as they used to, right? They won't extend the mortgages, but uh, and I haven't seen any. Um, I haven't really seen any lenders, any building societies take any action. You know yet. You oh, know, really? What they've done is they've sort of said, well, you know, they put it on they put it on the back burner, and they keep saying, well, okay, and they send people letters every three or four months, and we give repay this mortgage but what tends to happen is that people should keep paying the interest on the loans but when you get to 75 or yeah. that sort of age it's, it's, the anxiety, it's the anxiety and stress of getting yeah. these letters yeah. through the post every couple of months you know you don't, that. you don't want that and and that's what causes that's what's basically producing in the market but as i said before you can basically use equity release for virtually anything you want uh, the uh, the advantage is it's 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 basically mm. money that's, that's tied up in houses that can be released really for, what, for whatever you want, as long as, as long as you know that it might run out and you're probably only going to get one go at it, 
you know. Right, that, that, that's interesting. And and just to clarify, interest-only mortgages are different from capital and interest payment mortgages, where your payments are going towards paying off your capital. With an interest-only mortgage, you can get to the end of the term and you still owe the same amount of money. All you paid is interest. And then the lender says, as, as James said, we want the money back. And then you, you say, well, can we just extend it another 20 years? And they go, no, you can't. No. And anyway, they would look at your income at that time. And if you're 70 and you've got no income, you've got a small pension, then maybe we won't even give you that same amount of mortgage again. I, I know someone had to sell his house because he, he, the lender just wanted their money back. It was crazy, really. Yeah, and you see, you have to be careful as well because you know it, the equity release, as, although I said it covers the it covers the mortgage in, in Spain, is that, if, is that some of the people have got larger mortgages than they can physically take out of the house, even with equity release. So that, right. that particular scenario, then the house would have to be sold. The way it works is just to, it's it's just to touch on actually how 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 they how they do the yeah. numbers, right? And it all it's it really is to do with age and value of house. Okay, you can do equity release from basically from fifty five onwards. Right, fifty five. Yeah, and what happens is that the lender will allow you to probably at age fifty five they would allow you around about the twenty five percent release so if your house was a hundred, worth a hundred thousand pounds the maximum release then would be twenty five thousand okay? okay at age 55 and then it goes the whole way up to about 80 80 years of age the lender will turn around and say well okay then you've got your 80 years of age what you can now do is that rather than, than putting a maximum on at 25 percent you tend to see the maximum somewhere around about 50 it's 50 percent of the value of the house that is if your life expectancy obviously yeah absolutely and some of them uh, will offer enhanced terms, which means they may go more, they'll go maybe above the 50, a few, uh, whatever. Okay. And that would be based, let's say, for example, if you've had, if you've suffered from some sort of cancer, heart attack, stroke, that type of thing, you know, where your life expectancy is going to be reduced because they know they're probably going to get their money back within certain. Like, and as far as the lenders are concerned, right, yeah. they're, you know, they're, they're very cautious these guys like they're not sort of they know they're not stretching themselves you know because they're only going up to 50 percent you know they're yeah. not going past they're not going to say 70 percent or 80 percent or anything like that so they're yeah. well covered you know yeah because they have to cover themselves because the loan is rolling up and accumulating and doubles everything yeah. and so they must make sure they can get their money back even if there's a downturn in the market yeah absolutely yeah the, yeah. the, the, they're not like and what you've seen is when I was in when I was started off in this particular market like you probably never would have heard of the of the actual equity release lending companies you know they were that they were very small they were very niche right. Yeah. Right. but now what's happened is that like the, is that the big insurance companies have taken over the market you know the Aviva Legal in General yeah Canada yeah. Life um, More to Life who are basically part of uh, I think they're a private equity company now but they're in the marketplace, pure retirement. Um, but this, it's it, like the legal in general in Aviva and Canada Life are the big players. And what they basically done was they just bought over smaller, small, like any of these large companies, they just bought over smaller right. players. And they just they just basically morphed them into legal in general or Aviva or whoever. Yeah. You know? So it's, and it's a very competitive market because, you know, the, uh, it was, I've noticed that the rates now have started to go up. You know what are the average rates at the moment? The then? average rates are uh, the lowest rate on the market probably is that about around about four and a half percent now. Okay, about that figure. Okay, 
and that's where you would be drawn out. Um, let's say your house was let's, let's say your house was valued at eight hundred thousand pounds. Okay. Yeah. So if you wanted to take out something like one hundred and thirty-five thousand pounds, and that was it, forget about it. I'm never going to touch it again, and that's all the money I'm ever going to take out of the house. That would be around about four four and a half percent. Okay. Okay. Whenever you go on to the, I was refer to it as the bachelor scenario, where the guy's maybe 75, never been married, has a house, 800,000 pounds, they would probably lend him up to, they would, on day one, they would say, we'll give you up to about 400,000. Wow. Yeah? Right. However, he doesn't need 400,000. He probably only needs 20 grand a year, but he might need to, he might want to buy a car, flash house, go on holidays, all that type of thing, right? Yeah, sure. But you have in the reserve, and the money, then you're talking around about six to seven percent now. Right. That money. So that initial withdrawal, whatever that initial withdrawal would be, would be around about six or seven percent. Okay, so it very much depends on the risk factor, the amount yeah. of yeah. The more you, the more you basically, the more you apply for, or the more you have in your reserve tank, the uh, the the higher the interest rate will be. And yeah. you know, and as I said before, most of the equity release companies will allow a um, it's all fixed, you know, so you know exactly how much you're going to be paying, over okay. period, how much you're going to need to be repaid at any particular time. So there is a advisor would decide which company is most, most suitable for each person, right? Oh, absolutely. We would do That's that. We wouldn't make any job. recommendation yeah. now. We, that would all be done once we sit down and go through the discovery, find out what they want to do, what they're looking to do, right. you know, what their plans are, who they want to do, what they want to do with the money. Are they going to inherit money later on? Are they going to actually move house? Because that can be a problem as well, you know? Yeah, sure. Because you know, it used to be the case where you couldn't actually repay the equity release, but a lot of them are portable. So you can actually take the equity release from one house and put it onto another. And what happens is, that is once you pay back the difference, because what tends to happen is you're going to be moving from a larger house to a smaller house. Okay. You would have increased your, your age would have increased. So you'd have, you would be allowed more funds to, to right. run it. However, the house would be worth less. Therefore you would actually have to probably repay some of the money back from the sale of the house okay? okay but you wouldn't have to pay any early repayment charges on that you know okay great and there's a couple of protections that i'd like to point out and these are these are very important because people worry about these type of things right because what number one is that they, they worry about well can i stay in the house forever okay and the answer is yes as part of the uh as part of the of the of the legislation or or yeah Lease council uh, safeguards okay if you use one of their lenders ever it happens to be you, you they allow you basically to stay in your house until either you pass away or you move into long-term care and also if it's a husband and wife it is on the uh, survivor whoever whoever lives the longest you know so uh, if one of them passes away they're not going to come knock on the door and say excuse me your husband's passed away it's now you time you moved out because we need to sell the house it doesn't work like that. As long as both people qualify and are on the application form, then they can stay there for as long as they want. And another factor that yeah. sometimes affects not so much the people, but their beneficiaries, okay, is that the beneficiaries sometimes get concerned. Well, okay, then well, what happens if house prices collapse and the uh, loan just keeps trundling on and compounding at X amount every month? What happens then? Well, basically what happens then is that whenever your parents or whenever the parents pass away, uh, it's it's it, the actual loan will never be worth more than the value of the house. Okay. 
So, so for example, if you're paying money liability, right? Correct. If they had two hundred thousand pound in the bank and the, on the equity releasing that on the uh, on the on the on the house was actually uh, let's say it was one hundred and ten percent the value of the house, they can't come to the benefit. They can't come to the beneficiaries looking for the extra ten percent. Okay. It's just it's a non-recourse loan attached to the house, and that's it. Okay. And you you briefly mentioned long-term caring. What typically happens if People go into long-term care. What, what, yeah, what's if, the... yeah, if if it's just if it's if, let's say for example it's the, the last if, if the first person is into long-term care, then the equity release just continues, you know, because the other person is still a survivor living in the house. But when the second person would move into long-term care, that is when they the lender would say, well, okay, then we want our money back now. So that particular scenario, the house would then be sold. And whatever would be left over would then go to back into the estate of the individual. And again, a lot what would happen then if they were still alive and still in the nursing home, they basically the nursing home would probably take some of the money. You know, that's the way it would work. But a lot of people yes, sir, you know, yeah. prefer to have care in their own home. So they yeah. can use the equity release to pay for care, you know. Of course, yeah. You know, yeah. They can, they, and that means they can stay within the bank. And that's what, you know. Whenever we're doing this, there's like a, there's about twenty or thirty questions we have to ask. Like, why don't you move to a to a different world or different part of the world where it's cheaper? You know, why don't you move in with your family? Why don't you take in a lodger? Why don't you do this? You know, yeah, why don't you yeah. sell your dog? You know, it's all these it's all these different yeah. scenarios. And like, what you tend to find with people is that you know they've lived there for 20, 30 years. They don't really want to be rushing away to Bournemouth with a dog or Brian, of course or not. The case may be. They want to stay with their with their with their with their, with their friends. You know. Yeah, I, I've known people say, I will, I'm not leaving this house unless they carry me out in a box, you know, that sort of thing. They, 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 they're used to it. If they've been there so many years, and the stress of moving is terrible as well. But, like, uh, uh, yeah, the stress, the stress is a big thing. Like, uh, there's a couple of radio commentators, and I hear them on, they're always going on about how bad equity releases. And the, the, reason that it's, the reason that they're basically saying that is because they've had relatives that probably have wanted to repay the mortgage right because the because everybody wants to read nobody wants to carry debt forever you know they all want to repay it but what yeah. tends to happen is that it's it's the compounding you know and in the early days of the seven or eight percent if you borrowed i don't know if you borrowed i don't ten thousand pounds to buy a car 20 years ago you know that that debt would probably be 30 grand now so you have to be careful you know it's not it's not a panacea for everything you know, we take the people, we take every, a good financial advisor to take the people through the numbers and explain to them exactly that it's, again, as I keep referring to it, it's, you know, it's it's not to be messed with, you know. It is a financial planning tool. I mean, at, so at the moment, there's a kind of almost like a, a window of opportunity where interest rates are still low. Um, it's still a good viable deal. And I guess with inflation at, 10% and if you're paying 5% on this mortgage, it's almost like inflation is kind of eating away the value as well in some ways. It's going to be eating away at the debt. Yeah. The, 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 the money that you take out is going to be worth less. But again, that's not a reason to sell it. You know, that would be the financial services authority, the financial conduct authority. You know, that would be like the tail wagging the dog, right? There yeah. has to be a financial need for the money, you know? Okay. And, and you don't automatically use it. You don't promote it as an inheritance tax plan although it does save it can be used plan. as an inheritance it's not even so much well it's not even so much used as an inheritance tax plan what they're doing is they're just like, 
I want the money today to give to my kids. I want it because they need the money to buy a house or yeah. or or one yeah. of them. You know, the, one of the ones I done recently was where there was a lady that got divorced. One the, the the daughter got divorced, and the husband wasn't paying her any money. You know, so she was basically hunting around for somewhere to live, pay rent, this that, and the other. And she had no funds. Then she went to the universal credit people and. You know, say, yeah, you get some money and you don't do this. You won't qualify for that. And again, a very stressful situation. So what yeah. the mother and father want, do they want it to really help the, the, their daughter as quick as possible? So yeah. they said, okay, then what we'll do is we'll do some equity release. We'll let, give her her money now. And what she can do is uh, basically buy a house with it. And the some of these some of these equity release cases come with a lot of, let's say, bells and whistles, okay? Because that particular... That particular individual that that they that was helping her daughter, right? Like they were living in a house. I think the house was about worth about two and a half million, something like that. It was you know north one of those North London houses, you know what brown? Wow. That part, you know, with them, and within the yeah, empty, within the North Circle, right? And it was around that sort of figure. And what you're able to do with some of these equity release uh, lenders is you're actually able to protect a certain part of the house. So, for example. It's imagine if you just draw a line down the middle of the house and you can do equity release on half of the house. And the ah. other half of the house is basically protected for the other beneficiary. They may never need that money until you know they get it in their will or, or until the house is sold. But there is protections in that case as well. So the whole the whole house wouldn't get eaten away, you know. Really? So in that yeah. case, you could split it. Correct. Yeah. So that maybe the daughter's getting one lump of money, but the, the other kids are maybe not getting the, the same amount. So that's one way of dividing it and protecting the other half of the house yeah. for the beneficiaries. Like I've done a nice recently for a, uh, a um, done equity release for a person who was buying another house. Uh, so what they done was they basically, was that, was that they'd done the equity release on the house that they were actually going to buy. Okay. And, that, and that, they had a certain amount of deposit, of course. But once they basically, once the solicitor, you know, completed on the closing, then they'd done the equity release and that basically then paid for the, paid for half the house. Fantastic. So, so you can actually use it on a purchase then? You can, yeah. 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 And it's not, I, I haven't done many on a purchase, but it, I've done I've done one recently, actually, and it was just used for that yeah. purpose, that purpose alone. And do you make sure they've got a will as well? Is that is that important to have? The will a will is very important, but more important than the will actually is having a, a enduring power of attorney. Okay. Or I don't know, is that what they're called now? Powers of attorney, the cheeky living cheeky, will, cheeky. or yeah, some. It's actually it's a power of attorney, right? Simply because, attorney. yeah, we always recommend it because if you're doing a drawdown situation, some of the drawdown uh, lenders will require two signatures to release further funds. Right. And if, for example, one of the uh, one of the individuals, if they're, you know, if, if they're not, if they're basically not haven't got full mental capacity, then in yeah. theory they can't basically sign that form, and therefore right. that would then hold up the whole equity release, and then the and then you would have to get about the solicitors involved and court of protection involved, and everything. Of course, afford, right? Yeah, sure. So what you're better off doing is, I always recommend that they discuss a um, an, a powers of attorney. Both financial and medical, with with their solicitor, or if they have another advisor, you know, discuss it with them. So we recommend that you always have one of them in place, especially on the draw. Which I think most people wouldn't have. A lot of people don't even have a will, let alone yeah, a, a living power know, of attorney. So you're giving them... We always, I always make it very clear that that if 
if something happens to the other individual and they're not able to sign that form or haven't got capacity to sign the form, then the lender will take forever to sort it out and it'll go through the lawyers and it will cost a lot of money just to do it. Yeah, yeah. To get so, it resolved. And how are you finding the market at the moment? Is it getting busier? Is it, is... Oh, yeah, the market is quite fine at the minute. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it, what you're finding is that, what I have found is that it's that scenario I spoke about earlier on where the interest-only mortgages are coming up to uh, time to be repaid. Right. And they've actually borrowed more than the equity release provider uh, will give them. So, you know, it's they have to sell their house eventually. Because equity basically means the, the value left in your house after the mortgage. So if you've got a house Absolutely. worth 100000 your mortgage is 50000 your equity is... 50,000. But with these interest only mortgages, as you said, which they've kind of stopped after the last financial crisis, but people had them from before. Well, people had them for years. Like I've had, and, and I guess, yeah. I've had them in the 80s. You know, and the scenario is, right? It's not, the scenario is the guy that's the small businessman. That is really what that is. That's the, that is it. You know, where they were on good terms with their bank or the, whatever the case might be, the business got into a bit of trouble. What they done was they said, "Well, <clears throat> we can we need some cash to keep the whole show on the road." So then we right. go to the house, we remortgage the house, we take out some money, we put it into the business, and then the business may may survive and thrive, or it may fail, as we've seen as well, you know. But they're still there, and the guy may turn around and say, "Well, I just got to go back and get a job now." But he gets a job, he gets enough money to pay the mortgage, but nobody ever thinks of repaying the mortgage. They're just they're just like paying rent, living in the house, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. I've seen it. I've seen they're quite they're quite common. Actually. I, I remember in my days in financial services when you say we well, haven't got a pension and they used to say my business is my pension I don't need to save in a pension because my business will be yeah. sold for a fortune and of course you see that it doesn't always happen businesses change the market changes technology changes. sometimes their business is worthless uh well you're seeing it more and more now you know especially yeah. with um internet Basically, the internet's yeah. the internet. If we're sitting, I'm sitting here in an office in my garden. You know what I mean. The internet's changed the world, and what a lot of these guys, if you know, they've had super businesses, but they're maybe one man band businesses. You know, they really have no have no value to sell on. Correct. It's yeah. just a case of them buying a job, and then yeah. most of the time, yeah. what they're going to do, they just retire, and maybe yeah. they may have they may have a few tools that they can sell. You know, it, it, it's. Yeah, you know, it's the way of the world, you know, and, and technology yeah. has changed everything. So it has. And do you tend to meet people face to face or do you do Zoom calls? How do you tend to? I do it at whatever, you know. Okay. You're the, flexible. The, yeah, face to face, telephone, you know, whatever. We're, initially, it was all face to face, you know, it was face to face with a family member as well. Right. It wasn't right. just then, it was usually. If it was used to be the daughter or the son-in-law or the son or the daughter, whoever would happen to be there, we always like yeah. to have a family member present at the meeting, even if we do Zoom calls. You know, yeah. I, I wasn't, I'm not familiar, not familiar, I usually tend to use what's Skype. You know, that's what I was using, the similar type of idea. And we would yeah. have, you know, there would be a bit like this here, there'd be a scenario, there wouldn't be 20 screens or anything, there wouldn't be in different rooms. Yeah. It would yeah. be just all in the one house and we'd be just sitting in, yeah. Yeah. Be sitting there, the mob is sitting over there, our father. And we'd just be discussing how it all works. And what I would do is I, I would basically take them through. I know we haven't looked at this yet, but this is this is a presentation, right? And this is like a PowerPoint presentation of what I would do is I would send it off to them first. Okay. And then what I would happen to do is then I would phone them and we would go through the PowerPoint presentation. 
Because okay. this basically covers everything, you know? And maybe yeah, there's some things yeah. I've forgotten about here. Right? That was the home reversion. Yeah, we would discuss that and it, uh, the protected bit about, you know, who's protected in the event, interest payments. You can make interest payments or you can make no payments. Yeah, yeah. You're not forced to. Interest rate options, most of be all fixed. Re repaying your plan, how you can repay it, breakdown of costs. The costs you're basically associated with are solicitor's costs, usually around about six or seven hundred quid. Um, sometimes there's a sometimes there'll be an arrangement fee. A lot of the lenders waive that arrangement fee. Okay. Uh, a lot of them there's a survey called has to be a survey done as well. And what okay. tends to happen is that the lender will pay for the survey. You know, so okay. they don't physically have to pay. So ninety percent of the time, there is no physical cash transaction at all. You know, there's no okay. fees tend to be either waived or added into the product. But bear in mind, if they're added into the product, interest is going to be charged on that for adding the payment, you know. I presume this, I mean, I, this is, sounds like an obvious question, but this would only apply to a house that you're living in, your residential. So, guys, if you've got a buy-to-let mortgage on interest zoning that's expiring, I don't think you can go and do an equity release on a you buy-to-let. Can, no, you can't do an equity release on it, but what you can do an equity release on is that there's one company that allows you to do them on uh, buy-to-let, but it's a non-encumbered buy-to-let. Okay. So just bear that in mind. And okay. also, they would allow you to do it on a holiday home, some of them. But they won't really? uh, they won't go to like fifty percent. They usually cab it around twenty five to thirty percent that type of figure. Okay, and right. that's on the same holiday. Right. So I think obviously it shows that property has been a very good investment for people because they they got something they can fall back on. And yeah. I, I suppose for a lot of people they think in in the old days you just got one mortgage, one property, you you worked and paid it off, and sometimes paid it off early, and you don't want to do anything else. You, you never want another mortgage because you've had that relief of paying it off. But I think. People are starting to think a bit differently now. Yeah, they are. They yeah. are, but they are because they can see that they, what what they see really, what they see is the equity that's actually tied up in this house, right? They, yeah. they may have twenty or thirty grand in the bank, but they're living in a thing that's probably, as I said, about eight hundred thousand pounds. And most of the people around the seventy age group don't have a mortgage, or whatever mortgage they have is is negligent compared to the value yeah. of the house. And their yeah. kids, man, are struggling. We see it every day. Like they're like I done it myself. I actually I had a property, sold it. Uh, we basically just split the money down the middle and give it to the two kids. You know what I mean? Right, so, right. And it, it does make sense because a, a lot of people are in these big houses, but they're not that financially well off. The income's dried up. That you know that they need repairs, or they might want to get solar panels, or they they just need to do the roof. And yeah, people are. And it's to me, it makes sense. Okay, if you get over that fact that there's a mortgage, but you know, if somebody dies. And, and then leaves money to the, the, the kids, it could take a year or two before the kids even get hold of the money. This is after going through probate. This way, I think you can give it to them now they, when they need it. And then, you know, when you die, you've actually reduced the value of your estate if you live. Correct. For, Just for, for that, I mean, it is, yeah, it is a debt on the estate. It yes. is from day one, you know. And people say, well, what are the tax implications of equity release, right? Well, there really isn't any tax implications about it because it's a debt on the estate. However, what it does affect, it affects your means-tested state benefits. So if you're getting if you're getting means-tested ones, then that would have to be assessed and they would have to be calculated and that type of thing. But we would well, any any equity release advisor would go through all that at the time. You know, they would ask them about okay. their income, are they getting pension credit or are they getting pit allowance or life or 
um, lib or sickness benefit or whatever the case might be. And then they would look at whatever the means tested ones are. Because so, some of them, it, it could affect the, um, I was going to call it rates. It shows you how old I am now. I can't remember. Yeah, what council tax. Council tax, that's it, yeah. They, so it, you know, some of the, it could maybe affect the, because you, know, you might not, some people are getting help with their... Uh, you might not qualify. Once you've got this right, money in the yeah. bank, then you effectively, you don't qualify yeah. for these benefits. But yeah. but anyway, you go through all of that. But yeah. this is very different from just taking out a mortgage where the advisor says, right, you can have a mortgage. You're going through their whole life, basically, and making sure this product is suitable for them. They're going to benefit from it. Because you're, you're also, you've got compliance looking over your shoulder as well. Correct. Yeah. We well, can't move without somebody checking. And, okay. You know, and anybody... If somebody comes around and says, well, we can get this all sorted out within the same day, they don't believe them because the, the people who, nobody wants the liability of a complaint, you know, the, yeah. a, a complaint, just everything just grinds to a halt. There's tons of paperwork. Then there's arguing with this and the solicitors and ombudsmen and all sorts of things. So everything has to be checked, 100%. And presumably people must make sure that their advisor is uh, regulated and registered with the FCA and preferably with the um, with the Equity Release Council as well. You know, you can check me out on the Equity Release Council. You can see my name up there. So, and that's basically the governing body of Equity Release. You know, we follow all their guidelines. Okay. Well, I think that's been great. Is there anything else you wanted to add to that? Because I think yeah, I'm just going to do the legal legal bit. Whenever you're basically getting Equity Release, it does reduce the value of your estate. Just make sure that. Your advisor is qualified, that you, that's he's qualified to give the advice. Preferably have a member of the family present when you're actually uh, do, carrying out the, the conversation with the advisor. And also, the get a personal illustration. That's what I was going to show you. Like, this is, I suppose you can't see it, but this is a okay. personal illustration. And in that, it basically covers everything to do with the equity release. And a proper an equity release advisor will take you through it. It's quite a long document. And yeah, it looks quite... It can take a while to go through it. And it'll take maybe an hour or so to go through this. But really? it goes through everything, right? Because it talks about moving home. And this is the bit that I would mention to you earlier on. Can't really see that, but... Right. That, okay. that basically shows you how much is on at any particular time. So you can look at that and say, well, in 10 years' time, I borrowed £135,000. In 10 years' time, I owe 216,953 quid. That's it. That's basically simple. Yeah. That is. And hopefully, to qualify that, the property should have gone up in value as well. Well, we're not that allowed to say there. that. Yeah, yeah, I know you <laughs> We're not mean. allowed to say that, but, you know, that's what tends to happen. Like, I've had people that have remortgaged equity release. You know, people that okay. have done equity release for, that were actually on the, on the 8%, you know? And okay. what happens is the houses have gone up in value, and they have aged, therefore they've, they've been able to take more out. So what they've able, been able to do is to remortgage the equity release. With another equity release or? With the same company or with a, or they could do it with another equity release provider. Okay, great, great. So you, you go through everything with them. You don't just stick this this key fact sheet in a brochure and say, here, I'll read that. You're going no, through No, we can't do that, I'm afraid. No, because yeah. yeah. it, it has to be suitable. The advice has to be suitable. And, you know, it... it it's all about suitability for the clients, you know? Okay. Like if, they, if somebody came along to me and they want to do equity release and they had a million pound in the bank or something like that, and they weren't going to, they had no plans for the million pound, we would just say to them, just use your money in the bank first. 
you know? Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, well, I, I think that's covered everything, unless you've got anything else to add. I mean, we're not recommending equity release here. No, if we're not recommending. This is an just advisor. an educational video. Yeah, speak to an advisor if you have any queries, or I can put you in touch with James um, if, if you feel that this might benefit you. But other than that, all I can say is thanks very much, James, for uh, spending time with us today. And it's been really enlightening and interesting. I, I thought I knew everything about it, but I've learned quite a few things today myself. So I probably missed I probably missed a fair, fair bit of it as well. And that's what it means when we're going through it with the client. We get through a fact find everything. We get through this with it. So everything's covered, you know. And then they also get a suitability report. You know that they have to sign, and that suitability report would probably go to the kids as well if they wanted okay. to. They can read it and sign it to make sure. And if there's any queries or questions, that comes in. Start to finish process usually takes around about six weeks. That's what it takes to do. Okay, and it sounds like it's all above board, all transparent, and everything's, oh. which is great. I like. That. I don't want any sharks and scares. No chance. You know what yeah, I mean? Sure. No way. Sure. Okay. Well, great. Thanks very much. And uh, we, we, if if you want another session on this we can do another session with james maybe in the future but yeah you can, you can have somebody on the one to do maybe questions and answers that type of thing you know great okay we'll, we'll, look, we'll look at that as well thanks very much james and I, I will speak to you again soon and uh i hope you found that interesting folks i think it's been fan, fan, fascinating fantastic thanks a lot